Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Want to Thank you guys again. I've been thanking the listeners every episode just because we have been getting incredible feedback. I feel like over the last two, three months, we've gotten more feedback and more engagement from our listenership. And I just want to thank you for that. I hope you guys are enjoying the shows that we've been putting together and we always continue to enjoy your feedback. So if there's something else you want to hear or something else you want to learn about, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. You can do that via email. You can reach us via email and the email link will be in the show notes for this show. Today, we have a very special show for you. If you guys remember a couple of weeks back, we started an internship program and it was the BLX internship program that stands for Latinx. So it was an internship program to help Latino or Latinx and black financial advisors or people that were thinking about getting into this career. And today we are joined by two of the interns that are in the program. So we're going to talk a little bit about the program and what it meant to them to be in the program and how this all impact our overall goal of changing the complexion of wealth. So today we're joined by Deshonda Burton and Louis Lequeen. Welcome to the show, you two. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so these two interns actually work with us at Gen Next Wealth. I've gotten to know them over the last couple of weeks very, very well. And I just want them to just talk to you a little bit about their experience, not necessarily with my firm, but just in the program in general. And then also to tell you a little bit about themselves. Ladies first, Deshonda. So we'll start with you. If you just tell the minority money community a little bit about yourself and yeah. Thank you. So I'm Deshonda Burton. I am happily married majority of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I have two young children, Michael and Gabrielle. I do have a pretty busy lifestyle in addition to being an intern who has a whole lot of responsibility outside of internship. But I am based in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm originally from California, born and raised in California, but I've been in Georgia for a while now. So I would say I'm a California peach is what I call myself now. But a little bit about my background and how I came to be with Emily. I tend to do things late in life. I learned an age and I went back to college in my 30s. A lot of partying, I guess, but went back to college in my 30s, completed that, had my kids kind of right after that and spent most of my time in corporate communication. So my educational background is marketing and communication. So that's where I spent the last decade or so. And then I just started doing some soul searching and ended up coming across financial services, which we'll probably chat about that in a few minutes. But that's just me in a nutshell. So I'm juggling family. I'm juggling internship. I'm juggling CFP courses. It's a lot to dive into. Love that. And Deshaun, there's one aspect of the BLX internship that we didn't discuss is that we have career changers and interns. So The career changer piece is is where Deshonda came in. And I think it's so awesome that we were able to include that piece because that's usually not something that you get in an internship. I would also say just a piece about that is that when I saw the internship opportunity, I was cruising in, came across the CFP board and they had a link to BLX. And I'm like, I'm not an intern. I'm not in college. But something told me to click on it anyway. 
glad I did because there was that career changer aspect of it. So, yes, it's very much so needed because the industry has not done an adequate job of telling people that this is here for them. Like this is, you can have a viable career in this industry and it's good. It's going to give you the flexibility. It's going to give you the income that you want. You're going to be able to design your financial life and who doesn't want to learn more about money. So I'm happy that we were able to extend that offer to people that want to change their career. And then we have Luis. So tell us a little bit about you, Luis. I'm on the other side. I'm actually an intern here at BLX STEM and a little bit about myself. Born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I was blessed enough to get an opportunity to come out to Boston University on a full ride scholarship. And that's where I came out three years ago. So I am currently now a senior. I am in the Question School of Business, concentrating in finance and real estate. And yeah, that's just a quick, short introduction of myself and how I got interested in the program. And I know we're going to talk about this later, but I just want to be of a resource to other people. I want to focus in the real estate industry specifically, but it's hard to buy a house when you don't got your finances together. And that's where I want to come in, especially with people of color and minorities. So thank you for having me, Evelyn. That's a little bit about myself. Awesome. And so, Luis, what piqued your interest about the financial services industry? What piqued your interest? This all started, it was pretty random. So I actually got into the School of Engineering my freshman year. And first semester, I was like, uh, I don't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And during that time, I was 17 and I was curious about money because it's something that I never learned about. It's not something that I was currently accumulating. I got my first job and started getting some cash flows in. So I'm like, how do I manage this, right? It was a funny story because I called my counselor from back home and I said, look, I don't want to do engineering. What's a good fit for me? She said, you're good at math and it looks like you like money. So trial finance. I said, okay, but I like the stock market. Maybe I should get into marketing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she started laughing. I'm like, what's so funny about that? Because I just didn't know. I This is not something I learned in high school, not something I learned in middle school or growing up. And so I laughed. like, no, no, no. We have a lot to talk about to see where you want to go. But eventually I got into finance first and real estate being my interest. And like Deshonda said, some program popped up in my email one day and it wasn't something I was actively thinking about, but it seemed like a great opportunity. As soon as I got that email, I did a little more research about what it entails. And it's something that I wanted to do for personal growth. And at the same time, like I said, be a resource for others to grow as well and gain that knowledge that I can pass on. Absolutely. And I think that you describe a perfect storm. Because what happens is we we all go to school. Like I was going to be an architect. That's what I was doing. I was going to school. It's kind of funny, engineering and architecture. I had no idea we were that close. But then you get to school and you're like, I don't want to do this. I did one semester of AutoCAD and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do any of this. And then timing is everything, right? You get the email and then we go through here and then it's absolutely amazing. And then the thing with your guidance counselor kind of laughing because he said, I can do marketing through the stock market. That right there is real life. Like I always say that that's real life because if you don't have, my parents never talked to me about the stock market. I don't know what's going, you know what I mean? It's just kind of something you hear on the news and stuff. And so I appreciate you just being real candid with that and just saying, I didn't even know. And I promise you by the time you get out of the internship, you'll know a lot more, I hope. So Deshaun, the same question to you, what piques your interest about the financial services industry? Well, my story probably isn't as enlightening as Luis, but Like I said, I'm in a bit of a different situation than Luis, and I spent majority of my time in corporate communications. And so when COVID-19 rolled around, and maybe even a little bit before COVID, if I'm honest, I had to start thinking about where do I want to do? Where do I want to spend my time? Because I wasn't feeling fulfilled in what I was doing. It kind of felt like I was just checking a box with my day-to-day activities, making sure this happens, making sure this doesn't happen. 
So I did start thinking, okay, what do I need? What do I want? And you mentioned it early, Emily. I wanted flexibility. I wanted work-life balance because I was feeling like I wasn't getting that at the time. And up until recently, I still wasn't getting that. So there was things that I knew that I didn't want, things that I knew I did want, but I was like, well, what is the answer? So there's a board on LinkedIn. I think it's the mom project and what they say focus. Are you familiar with the mom project? I've heard of it, but I don't know details. So in a nutshell, they are basically, they support moms, right? It's for moms. Moms need flexibility. Moms often want to work from home. Moms often have a gap in employment and need to get back in. So the mom project works with other organizations that said, yes, I don't mind hiring moms, right? Because sometimes you don't want to say you have kids. You try to avoid that conversation because people may think, potential employers may think you won't be available. So I actually saw a financial planner job on there. And I was like, financial planner, what is that? So I started looking at it. I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. I can do that. I do that in my regular life. I like to say that I taught my husband everything he knew about finances when we met because he was, (laughs) you know, like most people kind of lost out there in the financial sauce. But I just started digging from there. I'm like, I could help people, tell them about their finances, give them consulting, which is previous job of mine too, consulting and get paid for it and do it remote. Like it was just all kind of falling together. So then I started doing research and again, came across CFP, came across BLX and here we are. (laughs) So in a nutshell. This is one thing and I didn't, you probably, you didn't expect this, but this is just something that I thought. How do you think your skill set from your previous career is going to help you in this career? Oh yeah, absolutely. So when you're working in communications and just thinking back to all of the writing, all of the communications, all of the relationship building. That's essentially to me what financial planning is. Even aside from putting financial plans into and seeing the metrics, it's about the relationship. So that's the one thing that I know for sure is going to help in this business. Just having that experience with relationship building, my communications, my writing. When you do all these things, it's kind of like preparing you for a job that involves relationships. That's pretty much what it's all about. So I was definitely confident with that, that I had those soft skills that would be helpful in this industry. This industry is ran on those soft skills. That skill that you have like all day, we're sending emails back, communicating, and then being able to have good communication skills, which you have great communication skills, especially written. It's like incredible. And I think that in financial services, what I've seen is that if you take life experience, Luis, you'll get more. But Everything that you do, look at it as a way to stack, not necessarily like skills. I would say stacking different skills, like the communication skills are going to stack very, very nicely with some of the financial knowledge that you're going to get. Just your desire to learn, Luis, like saying, I want to help people. You can't teach that, right? That's something that you have or you don't. And so I think when you guys are looking at the skills that you have, and there's many more that I'm not mentioning right now, just for the sake of time, but there's so many of these skills that you have. And when you start to combine them, you're going to look and it's, you're going to be a lot closer to being that great advisor that you want to be just because of the skills that you already possess. So I'm excited for you guys. I want to ask this question. What does it mean to you to be a part of a program designed specifically for Black and Latinx people? Deshonda, we'll let you answer that one first. Absolutely. I'm very excited. I think I've said this in another forum that we had with BLX, but it just feels good to be able to work with people who look like you, who some of the same experiences as you. I mean, I think 
I come from a world, and Emlyn, I know your experience, you said how it wasn't as diverse, and I've come from a world there too. I'm usually the only African-American on the team, and that's a unique experience that a lot of people don't have to worry about. So I think with having DLX, it gives us that opportunity that we may never have seen. So if I think about myself just as a career changer going to finance planning with no experience and being Black and being female, that opportunity may have never come. I don't know. So having VLX just opens that door and working with you (laughs) and Louise, I'm getting the experience and I'm getting the education. So I'm doing my part to put my best foot forward. And VLX is 100% responsible for any of our success that we have, because I just don't think that opportunity would have just popped up, especially as a woman, African-American. So kudos to BLX. <laughs> that was great. We didn't rehearse that. This is just her yeah. talking, you know, Deshonda giving her thoughts. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Luis, before I even say anything, I want to hear what you got to say too. Luis, go ahead. What does it mean to be a part of this? It's honestly, it's great because I'm seeing people who have the same experience as me growing up. And like you said, Emily, you had the same experience of not learning stuff. <laughs> As opposed to when I came out here freshman year, I had $200 and no credit on my name. And I came out here alone. And I can assure you, there's a lot of more other young people of color who were in my shoes or who are in my shoes. And who you look up to, you know, who do you ask for advice? And you're not going to go to someone who hasn't had the same experiences as you because it's a different way to deal with it, you know. And seeing this program, like this on the time my email pop up, it was something that if that didn't come up, it never would have happened for me. And say the same thing as Deshaun, it's kind of a, a career changer for me. Because like I said, it was, wasn't something I was planning to do, but I realized it's something that is much needed. And to answer your question wholeheartedly, I love the fact that this program was made. And I truly wish more programs like this were made in other industries as well. Because this is just one of the many industries that have some roadblocks for us minorities. So yeah, I'm happy. First of all, thank you for your feedback and thank you for just putting it out there. Because I think we said this, like when we started, there's not a place for us. People don't even know that they can do this. And here we have two people that didn't know that they could do this and we were able to put something together for them. But I think of it this way. So I hear you two excited about it. And this is what really gets me excited is that one day, if you guys choose to be in the financial advisor role, It'll be this program that gets you in front of some families that you can make that impact in that we can see them make impacts into their family. And then hopefully we can see some generational wealth change. And I think that it starts just with the idea of giving people of color an opportunity. We didn't need to give you guys a handout. We didn't need to change any standards. We didn't need to do anything else, but other than tell you that we have an opportunity for you to get into this career. And I promise you, just like we've told everybody else, People of color aren't looking for handouts. We're not looking for you to change the standards. We're not looking for you to do anything else, but give us an opportunity to show you our greatness because it's all bottled up in there and with nowhere to really show it. And so I'm just excited that I was able to have both of you. So I have some questions for you. And the last question is, I'll just give you a heads up. The last question is going to be for anyone else that's thinking about getting into this program for our next round, because as you know, we'll start stuff later on in the year for next round of BLX. So giving you a little heads up that that'll be the last question, but we're going to jump into some of these other ones. Cause as you guys know, this is the minority money podcast where we are changing the complexion of wealth. So I'll let this one go to you first, Luis, and what motivates you and inspires you to continue to grow, learn, and lead? 
for me, it's seeing others and the goals that I want to achieve, such as yourself, Emma. Seeing you grow up just like I did and seeing how you've been able to grow in a position that I want to be in in the future. So that's what motivates me because I know what I do now, what I learn now, it's going to be an investment for my future. And honestly, if I don't do that now, my goal is to help people. How am I going to be able to help people in the future when I'm not investing in myself right now? So that is what motivates me the most, looking towards the future and the opportunity that will come up just because I know what I'm doing now is going to open up those doors. Because just meeting you, Amblin, the amount of connections, the amount of opportunities, the amount of times you're like, oh, I have someone for you. I have someone. If you want to learn about this, I have someone for you. And those type of connections that, oh, they're really valuable. And that's what keeps me motivated, knowing that I have those my grasp. Absolutely, man. And I'm telling you, we're networking, networking to net worthing, network to net worth, network to net worth. So we'll get it, bro. We'll get it. That's good. Same question to you, Deshonda. What motivates and inspires you to grow, learn, and lead? Yeah, well, my family is the first thing. So I have to be a good role model for my children. And I said earlier that I went to college later in life, right? Well, I'm going to tell my kids, don't do like mom did. Go ahead, be like Luis, figure it out early and try to make those steps towards what you want to do. Like we don't always have it figured out really early, but as long as you do figure it out, I think that's great. But like I said, myself, my family drives me. And I think I'm in the generation, Emlyn, correct me if I might be wrong, but I think I'm in the generation or we might be in the generation where we're the first of for our families, right? Like we're the first to graduate from college. My husband is probably the first to have his master's degree. So that's a lot of pressure in itself. And you kind of set that tone and I'm like, okay, kids be better than mom and their kids need to be better than them. So that's really what pushes me. And again, I had to make some tough decisions because being in the comfort level that I was in, I still wasn't happy. You know, you can make the money, you could be in a position and be comfortable, but you really have to see what's important for you. And for me, again, flexibility, kind of making my own rules, having value in what I do every day and a purpose, that's kind of what drives me to want to do this and continue to grow. Awesome. I love it. I love it. You guys know exactly what you want to do. What kind of role do you think education plays in wealth building? Deshaun, the first one for you. What kind of role do you think? Well, a huge role if we can make sure we have financial literacy in the schools. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of work to be done there, but just educating yourself. I've said this before just to colleagues and friends that I didn't know a lot about retirement planning. I just kind of got into it, right? They tell me, set up a 401k. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. But then I learned this from you, Emlyn. I need to max it out. I have not been maxing it out. Mm -hmm. So educating yourself will do you wonders. It doesn't have to be this full-fledged education like what we're doing, but reading, watching stuff on TV, you know, you will learn, talk to other people. It plays a huge role. You just, you don't know, you don't know. And you're not going to know until you talk and read and listen to podcasts and learn. 1000%. Totally agree with that. Yeah. I have nothing to add on that. Luis, same thing to you. Do you think education plays a big part in building wealth? a little biased answer because I'm currently in college now. Um, (laughs) But I would say in that aspect, formal education does not play a part in building wealth. And I say that because I've listened to other people who are more professional say this in your earlier podcast. Mm -hmm. And I shake my head up and every single time I hear it, I'm like, yes, formal education does not. But wanting to get that knowledge somehow from somewhere is the biggest part in building wealth, just being curious to gaining that knowledge. And honestly, 
the internet is something that people are not taking advantage of. Everything that I am learning in school now, I am telling you now, I can learn on the internet on my own. And only reason I am enjoying college now is because of the professors and the people I'm meeting, the other students, the connections that I'm making, the stories I'm hearing in order to learn what goes on behind the scenes, but all that formal stuff, I can easily learn on my own or all of us can easily learn our own. And it plays the biggest part when you aren't open to learning all about the financial literacy and all of that, because it's like both of you have said most of the time, you don't know what you don't know. So yes, I do think it plays an important part in building wealth because wealth has been impacted just like our current adversaries, but historical adversaries that if you don't know about them and if you don't know how to avoid them or try to fix them or play with them, they're going to hit you even harder. It's funny because when you're referring to the other guests that we've had and they talked about formal education not being as important to wealth building, I would say this, I would say it's, it's kind of twofold, right? And this is the reason why, because some jobs you can't even get if you don't have a degree. They won't even let you in. And so being a person of color without a degree, trying to get that entry level job that they won't let you have without a degree becomes a problem, right? It may play a role in the wealth building journey unless you're going to be an entrepreneur, right? If you're an entrepreneur, you don't need necessarily to have anything because you're going to work for yourself. But I was denied many jobs because I didn't have my degree. And like Deshonda, I finished school in my 30s because I had kids and had to go back and all that stuff. But I would say that, no, it doesn't. I would agree with that totally. It doesn't play a big part. But sometimes you have to have it just to get your ticket punched to get into the game, right? It's a trade-off and a cost. And so sometimes it makes sense to have it. But man, it's hard if you don't, if you don't create something on your own because we don't get to make the rules of the game that we're trying to play in. Yeah. And I'll just add on to that. I felt like I had a reasonable amount of success for my age without having a full four-year degree. But I also knew that if I'm going to try to excel, right, and do better and do more, I was going to have to get that as just a baseline to get in the door. Because now my marketing communications, I could have went the opposite direction. I could have been an engineer. I don't know how much that would have helped me, but it's just having that piece of paper and then the rest is kind of up to you. You can just get in the door and then learn as you go. Absolutely. And I say it's a case by case, but I, like overall, if you're trying to building wealth is not going to be dependent on that degree. Because typically when you get your degree, you, now if you're a person of color, you probably have some huge loans to go with that. So you've got to manage <laughs> student loans to get through that too. So that's a whole nother topic. Let's do this. As we're wrapping up here, and hopefully this is listened to by tons of people that are thinking about getting into the financial services industry. But if you were to give a piece of advice to someone that may be interested, a career changer, a student, someone that's thinking about getting into the financial services industry, what piece of advice would you give them? And Luis, we're going to start with you and we'll end with Deshonda. So Luis, what would you say to that person or people? I would say, I see you Deshonda thinking about it, <laughs> but I would say just being curious. I love to say that because if you're not curious, you're not going to do stuff. The only reason I'm here is because I opened that email and I was curious as to what this was. Imagine if I wasn't curious, I just saw another email about another opportunity and it just passed my mind. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in this trajectory. I wouldn't be even thinking about financial planning. So honestly, just be curious about what you want to do, what your future looks like, what you know now, because you may think you know a lot. But once you start being more curious about things, you realize Ooh, there's a lot more to learn. So that's the one thing I would say for now. I'm not the biggest 
person to be giving advice right now and career changing because <laughs> I'm, you know, no, I'm, no, no, I'm yeah, you're that off. So for the students who are looking into being interns or anywhere else, honestly, just do it. Be curious. And if you get it, I said I applied. I was like, if I don't get it, cool. I'll just go into my real estate passion and go into that field and start to kick that off, you know. But here I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Deshonda, what would yeah, you so- say? I had a chance to think about it for a second. (laughs) Uh, So I would say based on my experience and where I am, my biggest advice would be just take a risk, right? Take a chance. Don't be afraid of failure because if we're going to think about, oh, all the ways it can go wrong, maybe we should be thinking of all the ways it can go right. So in my case, and Emily, we had the conversation, like from the time I applied, I applied the day before the applications yeah. closed. Like it was just all meant yeah. to be, right? So I took a there and then, whoa, somebody called me back and I had a few calls with a few firms. And at the time I'm thinking, how am I going to juggle all of this? So I had a conversation with Emily and he's like, we'll make it work. Take a chance because you really don't know what could be in the future if you don't take that chance. Because if I would have been scared and reserved and oh, I'm comfortable. I'll figure something else out. Right. Turn at my age. I'm like, Hey, I'm past it now, but it was a little hurdle to get over to be an intern in your forties, but I'm happy that I did it. So I would say, take a chance, take a risk because you just don't know what's out there until you try. Don't be afraid of failure. Cause some of the as biggest successes happened after a few failures. Who knows? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I always think just to say that, bet on yourself always bet on yourself. And then there's that gut moment, right? Where you just say, and you push all the chips in this. I'm all in on this. I'm all in on this, right? I've done that. This is what (laughs) I'm going to do this. (laughs) And once you make that decision, it's funny because as you said, everything started to open up. You got in on the last day. You met with me. We met. I think I told you in the first interview, we're keeping you. You're going to stay. Yeah, we're going to work it out. It's it's, (laughs) work. Like we'll figure out what you need, what I need, and we'll make it happen. I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have even accepted the first call, right, to have a conversation. If I would have been closed off thinking, oh, I don't have time for an internship. I don't want to be an intern. Then I wouldn't have had these opportunities. And to Luis's point, we've met with people. We're continuing to meet with other people. It's just a full-fledged experience that, again, no one's going to walk you through this. If you do get an opportunity, it might be a sink or swim type thing. And that's definitely not what BLX is about. It's a lot of support a lot of training, a lot of engagement. So yeah, just take a chance, see what happens. You heard it here. I won't say first, you've heard it here multiple times. So join the program. (laughs) Next year, we should expect some more people in the program just because of what we're doing. And we're excited about it. I thank both of you for coming on today and taking some time out of your day to record with me. Thank you for the incredible work that you're doing. And I am excited about your future in finance. I'm really excited about that. So thank both of you for that. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. As everyone knows, this is the Minority Money Podcast, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. My name is Emlyn Miles Mattingly. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, We're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA 
or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.